morning. I got to take a deep breath. Let me tell y'all, this is about to be the laziest podcast I've ever done. If I've done one before, I'm entitled to another one. Okay. You thought I was going to apologize? No, man. First of all, let me tell you who is over there in the room where they design these headsets. It's like, it's time to redo. I know they got the wireless ones and all that, but I don't want all that Bluetooth around my brain. Okay. But so I'm, I'm literally like under the cover. I'm I'm going to bed. I am not waking up. I'm actually going to bed. But I'm going to tell you how to get out of bed because hopefully you, unlike me, have had a good eight hours of sleep. Got your rest. I'm running on absolute fumes and I may be right at about 24 hours right now. But hey, I got it all done. Y'all know me. I have to try to get it all done so I can chill for the week. If you're trying to live my life, if you're over there covered in my life, honey... Let me tell you, it ain't the one to be coveted. It's not the one to be coveted. But listen, I wanted to pick up, and this might be a part two, part three, where we're going to talk about social media as a drug. We're going to talk about these sensations that we're out here trying to get as we live in public. And uh, just talk, just tap into some of the conversations that we have. It is the morning after. I'm, yes, I'm live. Uh, and those of you that are catching this on the podcast, ignore this part. I'm live from Atlanta, so you already know how everybody around here is waking up this morning after a uh, devastating. And it wasn't even like devastating. It feels devastating because social media is that drug. Social media is that drug that <laughs> makes you feel like it's, everything is the end of the world. Let me tell you, I just tweeted Dan, I just tweeted Dan Quinn because, you know, the narcissist in me feels like, he reading my tweets, and they probably are because be, this is what folks do. When you tweet them, they look at your following. They're like, oh, wait, she got a following. She might be saying something. But let me just say this. Dan, Quinn, you run this. You run this. I know it's a lot of people calling for a lot of stuff, but, hey, if we were to ever look into their lives, their mishaps, their failures, they'd be calling. Anyway, but let me, get, let me say this. And I don't even remember what I was going to say because I'm tired and I'm running on fumes. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you how to get out of bed because I, I know our team uh, and fans probably can't get out of bed this morning. Some people don't want to go into work and talk to all that mess on Friday. Don't even want to go anywhere near the break room, the water cooler. Don't even want to look. Some people don't even want to check the cash out. They don't want to pay up. All of those. There's so much going But one of the things I did tweet, Dan Quinn, I, even, along with you run this, I said, there's nothing behind us but what was scheduled. There's nothing behind us but what was on the schedule. And who didn't know going into this year's schedule that it was going to be some hard games? And I know, and see, this is the thing. It's like, first of all, Dan Quinn been around long enough. Matt, Matt Ryan been around long enough for us to know they don't do what they're supposed to do in the preseason. And look, I'm having all this sports conversation and I just got on a bandwagon, like back on the bandwagon, I, I should say, this year. It ain't but a couple of years, even though I'm an Atlanta native. It ain't but a couple of years I road rock with the Falcons. And I'm like, this is one of those years. I want to road rock with the Falcons. Okay, my my whole, well, I'm going to switch from the red and black. But anyway, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to roll with the Falcons. And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm not even trying to like get on a bandwagon because once upon a year they did go to the Super Bowl. Hell, we've been to the Super Bowl before. Super Bowl, as it relates to the, the NFL, is just like wrestling. Wrestling. I said wrestling. I don't know how to say that thing. It it that that's not that's not even like the golden carrot. The golden carrot is being in the hearts of those that are fanatic about having their city state represented on that gridiron. Each and every week. And you have to take it week by week, game by game, right? When you go, you want that camaraderie of sitting in the stands or or you're rocking your tailgate or if you're rolling with it at home in front of the television. For me, it's on the radio because I'm busy every Sunday, right? And I love listening to it on the radio. Well, yesterday I was like, you know, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to chill on this couch. Me and the dog, dog all upset because I'm all upset. Dog in all upset stomach. I'm down there having to clean up. The dog got so upset because the dog. First of all, my dog got anxiety. It's been too much change around here for the dog, right? He's like, dang, they don't left me in the care of her. She ain't never like me. Now we go over here together, okay? So I'm upset. The dog is upset. We sit down. Honey, he, he done went viral. I made a little video of him all upset. 
He out there going viral. They're like, Mama, you can't keep putting the dog on it. Yes, I can. Don't you know this social media? Social media is that drug. Okay. I'm making all kind of dog videos up here. I may even come on out the kitchen. I may become a full-on dog lover because I am that narcissist. Okay. I'm just saying. But listen, y'all know what I do. I study. I research behaviors. I have for the past 30 years talked about what's going to happen when we as a global society have to live with all that we are out in public. That's what I do. You don't know. Go look at my timeline. I'm telling you, that's what I do. I study the data that's, that comes out of this internet each and every day. I monitor behaviors. And so one of the things while sitting there trying to enjoy the game, taking care of the dog who was upset because I was upset, and trolling some folk who were having some experiences on social media during this football game, I still was monitoring some of the behaviors. And, of course, what I've been monitoring, as you know, we just started monitoring behaviors as it comes to sensations and looking at the sensation that people want from social media, looking at, why am I holding this phone up? Put the phone down, girl. I'm using the headset. Let me free myself a little bit. I wanted to watch. Wait a minute. I need to monitor. I'm sorry. Now I remember what I was holding the phone. I need to monitor the controls here. <laughs> you are doing a live podcast, even though you are deeply up under the cover and in bed, laying down, trying to stretch out. The dog is like, wait, she going to bed? Wait, I thought we were going to get up. Look, go somewhere. Okay, so. What I'm, what I'm monitoring now is our behaviors and the sensations that we are seeking with social media as a drug. Social media, I go 30 years ago, and those of us that literally spent the last 30 years trying to turn the Internet into a household utility, uh, something that you could not live without. We also started right at about 1999. Uh, there was a conclusion of a study that of a population of people who would go on to live in public. So that was a study. That means that prior to y'all figuring it out 10, 15 years later, there were those of us who, who lived lives in public, meaning everything that we did was pretty much public. And some people uh, did theirs fully on camera and all that. You know, we went live like every day, you know, and you, you, all your friends were online, your whole live, work, and play. You work, what y'all do today called work from home. Some of us did that and, and went crazy for it. I'm telling y'all, working from home would drive you crazy. I don't know why y'all want to do it, but I understand because you think it's going to give you more access to your family. You don't have, you won't have to pay for daycare and all that kind of stuff. Working from home drives you crazy because you, because you still, the behaviors that you have in going into the workplace, you bring those behaviors home. And if you don't like yourself at work, you're not going to like yourself working from home. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've worked from home. I need to get out. I need to see some other people, some other adults. And when you get chained to that desk and, and you can't move and you see your family doing this and you can't talk to them and they got to be quiet around you. Let me tell you, you, that's like solitary confinement. Okay. And there's some behaviors that you are soon going to exhibit because of that. Cause y'all don't, y'all don't know how to go and look at the data and the algorithms and, and the outcomes, okay? Y'all don't know how to go look at the outcomes. You just covered in the fact that, oh, well, somebody, they get to do their laundry and work. Who said that was life? Okay? I hate doing laundry. I love fresh laundry. I just hate doing it. I'm just saying. So there are sensations, and I want to talk about it, because living in public, we out here living in public. So yesterday, during the football game, I decided, let I'm going to drop some, I'm going to drop some experimentations into trolling Falcons, well, not Falcons. I wasn't, tro- I wasn't trolling the Falcons, but I'm going to drop some, I'm going to drop some experimentation into trolling fans, players, coaches, and reporters. Here's my question right here. I thought that certain, certain reporters were... Pro Falcons. I'm like, no, because social media is that drug. I'm like, everybody gonna be anti Falcon. I'm like, where the pro? Where is the pro Falcon report? Who's out there breaking this stuff down? Who's out there? Who has? The, everybody can't be the antagonist. Who has the optimism? Y'all have depleted and, and ripped every shred of optimism from Dan Quinn. Daughter and I were talking about that this morning. Petty Betty. Now Petty Betty has been a diehard Falcon fan. She's been rolling with him for a long time. Mommy just on the bandwagon, so we get to spend a little bit of 
a few more moments together, right? But then, you know, if I'm on a bandwagon for something, I'm all in. So I'm a little bit over the top for her right now. She decided she watching in the other room. She, In fact, she decided at one point she just couldn't take it. She wasn't going to watch. But I stayed all in. So I was experimenting. I'm tweeting, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm over there looking. I'm like, I'm looking at the tweets because I'm like, you know me, I got to have outcomes. I'm looking at the tweets that they liking. I'm looking at the people that tweet. I'm looking at the reporter that I have. I thought this particular reporter uh, who's been around a long time. I'm like, dude, you ain't got no retweets. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the Falcons not even liking your tweets. Ain't nobody even retweeting you. You, you don't even have like an echo. You have no, where's your reach? Right. You know, I, I'm not going to say who or anything like that because I know when I say something, somebody else might go look at like, damn, he don't have any why. And somebody tweeted like, not me, I promise you it wasn't me, but somebody tweeted. Because he was going in on the file because somebody said, how do you even still have a job, right? I was like, wow. It's something though, y'all. But I'm telling y'all, this thing, people are out here wanting to be high on life. What you need to know. Now, y'all know enough about drugs. Y'all know enough about drugs, okay? There is the going up and the coming down. There's the going up, flying high, and coming down. Now, I just know just from studying the behaviors. I don't know nothing about that stuff. I don't know I don't know nothing about that stuff. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what state I need to go live in. My son was like, my, my son is out the country. He's like, Ma, you don't want, you don't want to come on here. They don't take, he's my son. <laughs> my son said, I'm sorry, I'm about to tell my son trying to discourage in his trying to discourage his mother because my mother uh left my son a little note in her in her transition that what what's never he do, his mother is not supposed to live with him. So my son who who's living this amazing life outside the country has already tried to discourage me from wanting to come. He said, Well mom, that it doesn't look like they take care of their senior citizens very well. I was like, Well shut up. I'm not I am not trying to come and live with you, okay? That's I want. I do want to come for a visit. I appreciate that, but he was like, uh, uh-uh. he's like, they might have universal health care, but don't look like they share it very well with the senior citizen. It's a lot of handicapping going on right here. I'm like, boy, shut up, mommy is not trying. Listen, I just got rid of all y'all. I ain't trying to come live with you yet, okay? I'm just saying, but the cash app is, and you know what it is. But anyway, okay, listen, let me go back. Let me go back to this sensation. Let me tell y'all. Like I said, social media is a drug. We are, everybody's out here getting high on life. And there is the going up, and there is the coming down, okay? Now, mind you, one of the things I do in, in how to get out of bed, I try to tell you how to stay high. I try to tell you how to stay high on life. Uh, go viral on on some of your life moments, but at the same time, uh, not crash back down. I, I try to get you not to crash. I try to get you to maintain that altitude. You know, start flying at the same altitude. You know, amplify the good in your life. Don't don't just be out here amplifying the negative. You know, like. And people are people are looking at me like, well, man, you were going in yesterday. Yeah, but today I'm all about solutions. Okay, and I'm pretty sure Dan Quinn was like, don't want to look at his mentions and like, damn, she was weighing us out, y'all, because you better know, you better know my, my, let me tell y'all something, my social media got traction. 14 minutes into this podcast, you are listening to Dryer Bus. You can go right now to dryerbus.com if you're like, wait, I need more of this. Hey, it's all at dryerbus.com. And the one thing that I know as the influencer that I am, semi-retired blogger, 30 years getting y'all addicted to social media and 17 years as dryerbus.com. The one thing that I do know is how we are impacted out here. Uh, the hashtag we live in public is not mine. Although you go look at it, you're going to see nothing but me. It's not mine. It is a full on experiment that went on in the nineties prior to Y2K about what, how we were going to become addicted to living in public, how we were going to become addicted to living, uh, looking at ourselves. Like right now, you notice I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm in the bed. Okay. I got an image on the screen. I don't need to see me, but most people, you know, when they're alive, you see them, they see them too. Okay. They see themselves. Um, but it's okay to get, it's okay to get addicted to some of this stuff, but you need to also amplify as many, as much as we need to interrupt and have all these disruptions. We also need to amplify uh, the good. I got a good buddy. I don't even know if we call him a good buddy because we don't talk that much, but he, um, 
out here as well. And I, y'all, let me tell y'all went hard on his life because he also, um, more so than I has a commitment to amplifying the good. And if you go and look up amplifying the good, uh, on social media, you're going to Joey, his fact is his name. Good. I know his name is Joey. Um, that's what he does. And he's out here always trying to find people to amplify the good and use this technology for good. While there are many of y'all that use it for bad and using it for bad, meaning spending all Sunday or all football Sunday and then Monday and Thursday and whatever the other day, they try to throw some football up in here doing too much. Um, if all you had was the trolling, let me tell you, and trolling is fun because, and it ain't about being haters or anything like that, because let me tell you about haters. Okay. I wrote the book on haters, H-A-T-E, highly anticipate the era. There are some teams out there that we should highly anticipate the era. And what's going on with the Falcons right now is people didn't expect, anticipate these eras, but kind of sort of did when you saw the schedule, you were like, Oh, you knew that we're going to be facing. And listen, again, I'm not a sports reporter. I just listen to sports radio all day because I live in Atlanta and we are starving for some testosterone. I will forever and always say that, okay? I'm a woman. I live in a city. The testosterone is hard to find. But anyway, okay, so I listen to sports radio and I knew going into this game, it's like, wait a minute. They said this is an AFC team. Ain't that what y'all said is an AFC team? Wait a minute. They said the Falcons record with AFC teams is 1 and 10. Okay, that meant a miracle. Well, I had some other things to pray for yesterday. I had some other things to pray for. I didn't have time to ask God or any of my guardian angels to intervene on a football game. That ain't what I do. But I will tell you, I know numbers, I know data, I know stats, I know behaviors, and I know people don't usually get beyond them uh, unless there's a miracle. So I knew going in, I knew Matt Ryan was Matt Ryan was going to be all bland as he is. You know, hey, but he's he's a brilliant analytical guy. And he needs, but he needs for all the elements to align. We need to get that, we need to get that brother high. We need to get him high on life. Yeah, we need, Matt, my mission, my mission, get you high on, I'm going to get you high. I'm going to get you higher than you ever been, okay? It's Monday, you ain't got nothing to do, okay? But hope, hope that you don't get that call to the office. So let me get you high on life. Go over there to dryerbus.com. Check out everything I have ever said about you because, now is the time, okay? Dan Quinn, let me tell y'all, y'all know, y'all, y'all know what? I love me some Dan Quinn. I was so excited when Atlanta hired this young man. And I'm calling him a young man because I'm old. Uh, and I, I pray to Dan, the way you're looking right now, I know I got a good decade on you. And I know I do. I know I, 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 know I do. Dan, I'm going to tell you, Dan, get, get back in the gym, boo-boo, Okay. I need you to go on back doing those squats because it looked like yesterday you, uh, I'm going too far. I'm just saying. Then shave. Okay, I'm going to need you to shave. Get Dan some Just For Men. All that gray creeping in now. Y'all stop stressing my coach out. I'm on the band. As long as I'm on the bandwagon, that's my coach. And like I said, I had fun. I was so high on life yesterday trolling everybody. Like, damn, she don't like nobody. I was trolling everybody. But I woke up today, I'm all about, I'm all about solutions. Cause what, one thing you will do is now you look at yesterday and you pull out the stats, you pull out the numbers, you pull out the data, you pull out the behaviors, you know, you pull all that stuff out and you go like, okay, we don't do this no more. That's the only thing you can say is we don't, we, this right here, we won't do that. We won't do this. We won't do this. We won't depend on just these people. We got a whole ass roster. Okay. And I'm like, that's how you get out of bed. That's how you get out of bed. You jump up out of bed like, wait, I got another quarterback. Do we have another quarterback? I don't even know. I was asking Patty Betty. She was all mad and in her feelings. I was like, Patty Betty, I heard somebody say, the Falcons looking at a quarterback. No, Matt Ryan is the quarterback. Matt Ryan. That's all she kept saying. Matt Ryan is the quarterback. She put every emphasis in Matt. Ryan is the quarterback. Matt Ryan is the quarterback. Matt Ryan is the quarterback. I'm like, how many? T- who are you trying to convince? Me, you, or Matt Ryan? I'm just saying, don't, don't, isn't there always another stream? Can't we like bring a couple of people off the benches? Hell, it, it, a loss is a loss. They don't, at the end of a loss, they don't turn around and say, you know, how bad you like, you, you lost. I'm like, can't, can't we like let Matt, I mean, hell, the Carolina's trying to figure out what homeboy did to his foot, Cam. 
Okay, and I still don't understand why Cam don't play for Atlanta. But anyway, that was a mishap. But anyway, I'm like, they trying to figure out what he did for his foot. And they went and got a quarterback. Was he on the bench? Do we not have one on the bench? Is Do we not have one sitting over there? I'm going to have to ask. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask uh Siri and all them kind of stuff. You know, I got to figure this out. I'm still learning. I'm on the bandwagon, and even though the bandwagon severely crashed yesterday, and I got to put the wheels back on this mug. I'm telling you, social media is that drug, and people are out here beyond trying to wake up and get out. I'm getting into bed. I don't know about y'all, but trying to get out of bed after such a loss, and and I'm talking about a lot of the sports thing because. I watched the players as they were going into the, who did not see that viral video of the play. And I got a chance to walk that tunnel, the trip from the locker room to the field myself. I went down, see, this is the kind of person I am. Before I talk about, before I find my talking points and interject my talking points, I go to, I went to Mercedes Benz. Now, mind you, ain't nobody approved me to go all up in Flowery Branch yet, even though, I'm a native, and, you know, and I don't, I don't expect them to ever grant me this. I, in fact, I haven't even properly asked. Y'all already know I don't properly ask for nothing. But I did take the Mercedes-Benz tour because I wanted to know what was it like in that locker room, even though the players weren't in there. I wanted to know what was it like walking. So when they walked from that locker room to that field, I know every step that they're taking. I know what that feels like turning that corner and see that gridiron and then walk inside there and look up and see that, that uh, coveted hole in the roof that, that Arthur Blank loves so much. And yeah, it is awe inspiring when that's your when that's your home field. I've gone out there, I've gone to the fifty yard line. I stood on the fifty yard line. They like, wait, she did all that. When did she do all this? Y'all ain't see them selfies and video I got out there. They out there like, wait, when when did she get all this coverage? I knew y'all wasn't gonna I knew they weren't gonna say, Yeah, dryer buzz, come on down. So I went down there and got and I I I think I got a free ticket. A free ticket to the tour. And I filmed every inch of that place. Okay, I'm like, this is what happens here. And just go YouTube, baby. So when I drop for pregame, go check out the locker room. Go check out the locker room. So anyway, so I know what that feels like. They step on that gridiron, whether it, and it was set up for soccer at the time. But I know where the, I could tell the 50-yard line was at. You know, I could look up and see the owner's box and, and, and hope and pray that Arthur Blank keep his, keep his janks behind up there. Stay, keep your behind off the field, but with the way we lose, you might well go on down there, though. But I, I think it's going to turn around. I think it's going to turn around. I think they're all going to be able to get out of bed. I think one win, people going to feel better because social media is that drug. But when you, the day after, at some point, you still got to go and find some solutions. And, I, and if I can, let me tell you, there's a lot that looms over us. There's a lot that looms over us. There's a lot that lingers. There's a lot that we all need to deal with. There's a lot that we all know that we got to go to the playbook. There's a lot of shortcuts we all try to take. There's a lot of us not trying to play our position and so worried about what's going on. That's why they kept throwing that flag. You're so worried about what's going on on that side of the play and instead of what you're responsible for. We all doing it. And if you don't stop, because I'm going to tell you, you can put it out there, you can be looking, you can pay attention to everything that's going on. But if you don't stop looking how you are involved in this grand scheme of things, okay? If you came home and snatched off all your Falcon memor- apparel um, and you don't feel like you can support this team, you then it wasn't in you in the first place. If I can get back on the bandwagon, I know everybody can get back. And I, and I, I know it feels bad, but let me tell you why it feels bad. It feels bad because... We live in public. It feel, The Falcons right now, it feels like they have started the year off worse than they ever had. And I'm like, do y'all not know the history of Atlanta and their sports teams? It feels worse right now because there are more people looking in. There are more eyes on them. You know, they had a big loss in a primetime game. And Atlanta Falcons is not a primetime team. Yes, they, like a many, many other teams, got their shot at the Super Bowl, you know, there's the underdog in every Super Bowl, okay? There's the Patriots that keep going back, back, to, what they say, back to back to back to back, okay? <laughs> and then there's an underdog team that gets on the card with the Patriots or, or, or whoever else. It ain't, but they really is, they really is not but one to maybe three teams that keep going to the Super Bowl back to back to back to back, okay? Um, 
And then there's the underdogs. And the Falcons got a chance, I think, what, two or three times in my lifetime, and the Falcons and I are the same age, uh, to go to the Super Bowl. And I don't know, and I don't want to say that it was a fluke. I think Dan Quinn came in. That was He was two years in. And uh, people were still, people were excited. We had a lot to look forward to. And I think that maybe at that time people were more cooperative than they are. I don't understand why when teams, um, why, why, what is this drive to get back to the Super Bowl? You know you were handpicked. Stop playing. We know, stop, stop it. We know that teams are handpicked day one. They've already picked, let me tell you, they've already picked the halftime. They usually don't announce the halftime until later on. But they know that the NFL has a product, and the product is not doing well. But the product is, let me tell you, having upset fans this upset at it is, is good for the product, okay? Because now you got last week with the loss of the Falcons, yeah, I was about to say loss, of the win. But was it a win they had last week? Whatever last week was. Or the week before that, they won one game. That they've lost three. I think we're one and three now because it's four four games in. The primetime game. I think they had a major loss in the primetime game. It was it was pretty bad. Matt Ryan was back on the sideline. Look, yep, lost with two minutes. See, I'm not even a sports fan. Why do I know all this stuff? Two minutes left. Uh, Matt Ryan was back on the sideline, looking all Super Bowl ish, right? Like, oh Lord, this defense. And it was a primetime game, so the conversation about the Falcons went from a Sunday afternoon all the way till about Thursday. It was like Thursday, and we still talking. So we came into this particular game with a lot of anticipation, thinking that there would be some change, and it wasn't. It got worse. Things got worse, but we already knew how the season was like, ooh, fourth game in, you playing an AFC team when you won in 10. Right. And see, I can I can retain that kind of information because I love data. I love information like that. But then I'm like, you know, hey, the morning after, you know, and let me tell you, it's 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 not just the morning. I got I got a situation over here. I got to handle on a Monday morning. You know, I'm going to give me a nap first. But then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go. I'm just saying because I know how to get out of bed and I know in order to get out of bed, you got to face the truth. And. Do I think the truth is firing Dan Quinn? Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Y'all depleting deflating this man so bad that I watched I watched the pressure. You know, first of all, I don't know why they come right off the field and go immediately to the podium. And that's literally what they say. Dan Quinn to the podium, Matt Ryan to the podium, and then whoever, whatever other key players, and then I watched them put the microphones in all these players' faces and stuff. It's like, first of all, they already got aches and pains. We don't know concussion-wise, you know, what's going on. Um, and I'm like, and yet they expected to come and say, and it's like, you, you, you don't have eyes in the back of your head. You cannot analyze this thing. We talked about this yesterday. And if you've been hit a certain way, you don't know who hit you, what hit you. Because the brain doesn't retain that. You got to go look at a video and see, damn, he took me out. Because there's no women playing. You know, so it's like, dang, he took me out. Matt Ryan got sacked. Matt Ryan got sacked so many times in this game. I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, Matt. Matt got sacked so many times in this game, but yet you expect him to come out there. He don't know who took him down. He don't know yet. He got to go look at the video. Can we at least wait, wait three days? Like, why are you talking Sunday? Why are you talking Monday? Wednesday. It should be Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're supposed to wait. You're supposed to when it comes to analyzing any kind of data because you got to take the emotion out of it, right? Because the emotion right now got the Falcons like trying to figure out. they they just trying to find something they did right. But no, if you take time by Wednesday and analyze everything, then Thursday, y'all like, okay, we got to change this up today. We got to do this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and be ready to roll, rock and roll on Sunday. And then in that time, not only they got to get in some practices, they got to get in some meetings, they got to go comfort Arthur Blank, you know, and make sure he copacetic with the with the, what he got going on with this team. And then they got to travel. You got to get in the air and you got to go to Texas, okay? First of all, the body and the mind and the soul go through a lot going to Texas. Texas ain't, Texas ain't a great place, right? And it's a, it's a good little bit of travel from Atlanta. I don't care if you're flying. I don't care if you're on a jet, going to roll down the, gonna roll down the Gulf Coast in the yacht. I don't care how you're going to get there. Ain't nothing nice. I'm sorry. Listen, 
I've been blogging a long time. Ain't nothing nice about Texas. Nothing. Nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Ain't nothing, nothing, nothing nice about Texas. Not a damn thing. Okay, I don't even know why they still part of the U freaking United States. All right. But anyway, you got to roll up in that. They got a football team called the Houston Texans. I think that's who we play next. I don't know why. I hate Texas. I'm sorry. I hate te- I hate Texas. But anyway, so, and that ain't, that ain't even sports analogy. I'm talking about own life. Own, own life. So anyway, they got to roll to Texas. They got to roll to Texas. Um, but I think that they should take, I think they should take three days. Now, mind you, it's Monday afternoon, so Dan Quinn got to hit that podium again. I'm going to be, I'm going I'm to I'm troll Dan Quinn all day long. And I guarantee you, I'm going to try to watch for it. We're going to hit, he going to hit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to influence how he approached that podium today. Because I think that, and I, and I guarantee, I'm, I'm going to make this prediction. He's going to say by Wednesday. By Wednesday. By Wednesday before we had to take. He, mark my words. You will hear him utter the words by Wednesday before we had to take. I'm, I'm about to have that kind of influence on on Dan Quinn. Looking at the game, he going to say, hey, guys, you know, the game, we just we just off the field. Got to finish looking at the video. Got to decide what kind of changes we got to make. Got to talk with the team. Folks out there suggesting it's time for a players, players only meeting. You know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. Uh, out there suggesting players only meeting. I mean, they need to do what they got to do. We need to do what we got to do. Because we, first of all, the rest of us got to put this football down and get back to life as we live in public, 32 into the podcast. We live in, we all live in public and social media got us out here high on life and not even the best parts of life. Not even, it's like one of the things we talked about in the sensations is that people are not out here seeking enough answers. You know, uh, one of the reasons I am able to talk about football the way I'm able to, because I went and I went and downloaded everything I could. When they said Falcons is one in 10 and facing the AFC competition, I'm like, what that mean? I went and learned everything. I learned everything, honey. I can tell you right now, my, my good buddy, MC Hammer, tweeted this morning about his Raider Nation. And I was like, hey, uh, let, me, let me not say it that way before I miss up a broadcast. I went and asked your girl, S-R-I, Siri, I was like, what's the, what's the, what's the Raiders rating? Because, you know, the Raiders, can't nobody talk more smack than Raider Nation. And when last time they've been in Super Bowl? And now they might be two and two. They one game up on the Falcons, just one game. But them some smack talking, let me tell you, they all around me. Because uh, they, they love representing their West Coast, but they damn sure love living on the East Coast. Okay, so they all over. Good buddies. Good buddies of mine talking about. I'm talking to you, two trillion. I'm talking to you, Grip. Okay, I'm talking to you, uh, DJ LV. I'm talking to all y'all Raider Nations out there. Y'all ain't for one game, one game, one game. Y'all two and two. Siri done already told me that they are, but they they two and two, uh, but they rocking on the they rocking the AFC. So anyway, I think they I think they pretty much. Lead, I think Siri said something about they were leading the AFC. I don't know, and we just lost to the AFC AFC team. And then on top of that, we got the Saints in twice in November. They didn't even spread out the Saints. So we got to – Falcons have a, tough, have a tough schedule. But what's your schedule? What's going on in your life? What's on we're, – we're towards the end, end of the year. How has your year been? You know, I, I, one of the things I talked about, I, it's, I've got some thing, some serious breakdowns going on, whereas I am on – apparently I've been on a five-year journey, this being the fifth year – and usually what happens in my life, there's a demolition and a rebuild that has to happen. And I've been postponing the demolition, apparently. And you can only postpone these things but for so long. And if that's what the Falcons got to do, I'm going to try to be a model. How, how many of us are out there trying to be a model for people, you know, to look at? as their foresight like can you how many of us are willing to allow their hindsight i do how to get out of bed because there are those who know that i have experienced some tremendous trauma um and not just me but my family has experienced some tremendous trauma over the last uh five years and there's a demolition that has happened has to ha- finish happening and a rebuild and you know we keep like getting rain delays and 
and this and that delays. You got to let this stuff happen. Sometimes you have to let the breakdown happen. Sometimes you're holding on to something. Uh, I was impressed when Atlanta brought in Dan Quinn because, you know, it was, it, Atlanta has had enough of that good old boy stuff. And this was a young guy. All being, yeah, we were like, dang, we ain't got, we can't get a black coach, can't get a black quarterback. You know, every year, every time there's subtle, every time there's personnel changes, you know, there's all these reasons why we can't have this and we can't have that. I don't know why Cam Newton is not, uh, well, you know what? We ain't even that impressed with Cam Newton right now. But, you know, I ain't going to lie. Well, no, we had we had a black quarterback. I'm just saying. I don't even mind Matt Ryan like that. I wish Matt, yeah, I wish he had a little bit more street cred or uh, a little swag. You know, I wish he had a little swag. And, and sometimes he does, you know. Uh, one thing that people said, and this is what it comes down to when I say on social media, when I say social media is, is that drug, people look for emotions and everything, and Matt doesn't give us those emotions. Dan Quinn is just now showing some emotion, but they're showing deflate that how much they are deflated. And a lot of people said they, they wanted to see the anger. They wanted to see the sense of urgency come through. And these are two guys. They don't display that very much. So the case with, with Matt Ryan, you can't tell nothing about him. He, he has a poker face. You know, that's why we were dropping the memes yesterday on all of them. He going to cry when he get in the car. He going to cry when he get You You know these Falcon players cried yesterday. Y'all had. And, and if you come back and tell them, drivers, we, we men, we don't cry. You better tell. People want to People want that emotion. I want you to go sit on that sideline with your head buried in that towel. Just hunch your shoulders a little bit. Let pe- People want emotion. I'm telling you, there was a baseball player, Braves player, uh, who he, I think he hit a certain number. He, he hit a milestone. And, oh, I know what it was. This, there was a player, I think he was called back up from the minor leagues. They, they had sent him to the minors at some point, and he had got called back up. And when he got, after he got called back up, and after his first hit and rounding them bases and getting back to the dugout, he was overwhelmed, okay? This was another thing about amplifying the good in social media. He was overwhelmed because when he, it hurts to get sit down to the back to the minors because that means, listen, go work on yourself. Go work on this. We're going to bring you back. And they tell you that. There's always that promise. Everybody in the minors has that promise of getting that call and coming back to the majors. So when he rounded that base and came home and, and, and got his first um, run, you know, home, I don't think it was a home run or anything. I think, you know, hell, just come across them, them three bases. And I used to love baseball. I stopped loving baseball because, frankly, y'all drink too much. I can't enjoy the game with all them alcoholics. I can't enjoy baseball with too many. That's too many alcoholics around me. It's too many, especially in this climate, okay? A black female trying to enjoy her special seats at the, in the baseball stadium in this climate with a bunch of people who just drunk. I can't enjoy baseball. So I watch it on TV and I chill on the radio and I get in free. I ain't going. I ain't going. I got a whole ass membership with a whole ass wonderful group and I can go. And I ain't even I ain't even seeking the press. I don't even I don't even want to go on the press pass, right? Because I get tired of going to shit and being like the only black woman. I'm tired of that. I don't even want I'll, you drive us, you want press? No, I don't. And they they're not the ones that have asked me. I just I can't stand it. Beautiful ass stadium with a bunch of drunk people. Y'all, it's time. No, make your money. Don't worry about me. Forget I said it. I ain't trying to influence change. Make your money. But anyway, this gentleman, he apparently got sit down to the minors, made it back, first time rounding the bases and going home and running back to the dugout. And everybody was cheering on him. You know, milestone for him. His players was like, dude, welcome back. That's why. That's why. And they would like, let him know. We didn't send you down there to dish you. We sent you down there to get get your head back in this game because you got value and you just prove you prove that bringing you back you got value. Look what you just did. And the hardest people to convince that they got value is people who got value because there's so much out here that's trying to rip them rip them apart. And I guarantee you, on his on his way to the stadium that day, he probably was doubting. You know, damn, they done brought me back up. You know. And he went out there, he did what he was supposed to do. Not for anybody else, but that's where he born. That's what, that, that moment right there, that's yours. 
That's your moment. Nobody can take that away from you. So when he got in the dugout, you know, he was he was overwhelmed. They was describing it because, you know, again, like I said, I wasn't there. Excuse me. I got a call. I wasn't there. I'm listening to them describe this on the radio. And our radio teams with Atlanta Sports, y'all do, an amazing, y'all do amazing jobs. I grew up listening uh, to sports on the radio. My father and I spent a, lot of, spent a lot of Mondays and Tuesdays at baseball games. And so I just grew up loving that. Uh, but I also listened to the games with my granddad and my uncles and all that kind of stuff, right? So when he rounded the bases and got back to the dugout and having gotten that first hit in that first round of those bases and realizing, whoa, I'm back. I'm back in the majors. I'm back in the majors. And I did them proud. He sat down. He had to bury his face. He cried. He cried like a baby. He cried like a baby and respectfully so. Respectfully so. And they let him have his moments and the players went over and they cheered him and they hugged him and they clapped and everybody was excited. But people, there were people in the stands like, whoa, that's, that's a good moment. Let's amplify that moment. Let me tell you, that's how you, it's all right to go viral. It's all right to even troll. Have fun, but keep it in fun and make sure you don't, don't be out here hurt nobody. I, I trolled the hell out the Falcons yesterday, but I didn't do it with malice. See, that's the thing right there. Well, no malice. It's just tweets. They might, they might've, I might go to some of them pages and then be blocked. Right. And I'm going to check. You know, I might go over to Falcons DQ page and be blocked, right? You know, or the Atlanta Falcons page and be blocked. But there was no malice. It's like, this is sport. it's sportsmanship. I ain't always saying nothing to hurt nobody. And, and hopefully nobody else. Hopefully nobody took that took yesterday's loss so serious that y'all are out there making veiled threats or real threats, okay? And understanding that, listen, ain't nothing behind us. But what was scheduled, what was supposed to be, dwelling on that, one of the reasons we do how to get out of bed at 42 into this is if you dwell too much on the past and things that have already happened, the only experience, the only sensation, the only behavior that comes from that is depression, okay? If we look like, oh, way down the schedule, way down the schedule, you know, that's the only thing leads to that is the behavior of anxiety, I'm here trying to tell you how to get out of bed right now. And right now, all you got to do is look, pull that data. Pull, pull out what worked. What were some of the things that worked yesterday? You know, I didn't, I didn't like how they were so deflated. And I'm going to keep using that word because that's where our team is right now. And a lot of people that we know. And not just the fact, you ain't got to even look that far. Look in the mirror, look next to you. Is the, per- the person that's going through life with you, are they deflated? Or are they full of life? Are they high on life? You know, how many people around you, including you, are just out here high on life? Can you go to social media right now? I just had to post a one-year anniversary uh, of a, of the, one of the biggest deflated moments that we've had. And that was, uh, it's a one-year anniversary. I think it's a one-year anniversary to an interview because I, I, it came up on my, it might even be, I think it may even be more than a one-year anniversary. It was, an inter- it was an interview that Bill and Camille Cosby gave with the AP reporter. And the AP reporter had been instructed, uh, almost threatened, to not ask Bill Cosby and Camille about the ongoing allegations that Bill Cosby uh, was dangerous to women, Okay. And Camille Cosby, who went along with this uh, for a lifetime. And they were trying to do an interview. They had agreed to do an interview about an, uh, an art donation that they were going to make. And in, in being, they were out here being hella philanthropic, um, buying silence all over the place, right? Giving money to this, giving money to that. Very well known for that. And therefore, creating an allegiance and a loyalty to them. And so, therefore, this particular reporter uh, was risking. He, he decided he's going to risk it all, meaning his job. And he's going to ask them. He let them do smile and laugh and talk about how much they love art, you know, and how at that time they were uh, had very strong ties to a female institution called Spellman, 
uh, right here in Atlanta. In fact, there's a whole ass wing of stuff that was named after them over there. A lot of, lot of money uh, went over there. And so they were giving this interview. They were getting ready to make this donation of part of an art collection to something. And the reporter at the end of the interview said, Mr. Cosby, you know, I, Bill, I got to ask. And, and Bill, weren't you told not to? Because they knew. Weren't you told not to ask that? He said, but I got to ask. I got to ask about these allegations, about these, the continuous flow of women coming forth saying that you you might have done things to them. And and Camille stopped laughing because she was all giddy and laughing and all this kind of stuff. And I just remember watching this and she she stopped she stopped laughing and started looking off to the side because there had been explicit instructions that we are to get what we want out of this interview and that is to further the narrative that we enjoy living by. And the reporter was like, I'm sorry. And he said, didn't your, he said, didn't your, and Bill Cosby said to him, it was a viral video. Didn't your superiors tell you? Because remember, one of the things, y'all, the only reason I'm a blogger is because I'm out here trying to undo media apartheid. Media apartheid, and these are those who influence narratives. And a lot of people don't realize Bill Cosby had that privilege for a very long time. One of few, one of few, they, if you want to. If you want to say uh, who could control the narrative and he he threatened this guy and I mean, he leaned in with strong words. When I say threatened, he leaned in with strong words and said to him, weren't you told by your superiors not to ask these questions? Now, Camille is sitting there getting all uncomfortable because she's like Bill, you know, she's mad at Bill because. He's supposed to have this handle. You know, I I don't get pulled into this stuff with you. And here it was out in front of him. And now the rest is history. So I applaud that AP reporter um, for sticking to his ethics because one of the things that's really coming through today in being that social media is that drug is there are people who are out here trying to amplify the truth, and amplify honesty and amplify transparency, and amplify good. And so now the rest is history. Y'all know that the allegations were true. Bill Cosby is currently serving time. Uh, we also have heard that the family doesn't vi- visit Bill, although uh, earlier this year it was said that Bill Cosby was having the time of his life uh, in prison, mentoring, you know. But, hell, he was he, he was a gangster. He, he, he was the epitome of... Of what we know about some of the gangsta, the gangsta and the culture, the culture of gangsterism lifestyle. So naturally, he he gonna be the kingpin in the pen. I'm just saying. It's like, how do y'all not know this? Go back and look at the old. I'm like, don't go look at the current images. Look at some of them images of Bill Cosby. You had, you already had to know. You already had to know. But you know, those are those are just some of the things we live in public and so trying to identify a lot of us are out here trying to identify the person we want to put forward in this thing when you need to understand while looking at you online may not be fully three or four dimensional there's still a dimension of you out there and more the more and more you share or even let me tell you you think the stuff that you are not sharing, that that doesn't define you. The things that you are not sharing in the moments where everybody is sharing. You know, if, if and because you try not to share all that you're trying to suppress, right? People can still say something's going on with that, right? It comes through. This is what I do is I go, I have companies identify these behaviors so they can figure out which one of y'all is their customer, right? I help them. Um, come up with the persona, the facade, uh, break down the facade, come up with the persona and break down the facades of their customer base based on new school demographic. Now, old school, a combination of old school and a combination of new school demographic. For those who want to know, with drivers, when do you go about the business of money? That's how I go about the business of money. I give people that profile. I am a profiler 
of customers. How and I tell them how much does their customers cost? People don't understand it. That's a that's a whole ass conversation. You can catch me talking about that on the open house. But if you need to profile you need to profile your customer, you can go over to askdryerbuzz.com. There's dryerbuzz.com and then there's askdryerbuzz.com where you can get all my expert wisdom when it comes to social media and when I talk about the fact that social media is a drug and one of the things is it is a drug and there, because we now live with these identi- public identity identities, there are things that happen to people where they feel like they can't get out of bed. There's somebody right now for whom a tweet, for whom a Facebook post, for whom a DM message has gone public, okay, that happens too. Everybody out there trying to think you over there sneaking, you posting a story. Ooh, I'm going to post this. The story's going to disappear in 24 hours. Meanwhile, the entire time, somebody's screen capturing. Let me tell you, you go live. The men, there are certain, certain celebrities and certain people, not even celebrities. Let me tell you, some of y'all, the minute you go live, somebody very, very close to you starts screen capturing in that moment because they, they want your life. People out here coveting each other they are out here covering each other and you think that somebody you don't know could do something to you no the majority of people who experience the worst times of their life experience those times with people that there's that they know and supposed to love i get and that's a guarantee that is a fact there is a fact the worst hurt the worst hurt that people ever experience in life comes from the person closest to them because that would be, it will always forever be your biggest disappointment that somebody that close would do what they do to you. And that is something that's so proven in social media. Look at Facebook. Facebook is 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 based on friendship. People you have granted permission to, to come into your life your digital life. They're already in your life, but to share your digital life, like you can't even escape these people in a digital world. You can't even escape these people when empowered with tools in order to escape people. Okay? You still have the same behaviors online as you do off. And that to me is insane. But that's who we are. We are an insane insane world all right y'all i'm finna shut it down and uh rest it up so i can wake up in time to see dan quinn back at the podium where he gonna say give 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 me to wednesday i promise you wednesday he, i guarantee i promise you i promise you that he gonna promise you that by wednesday he's gonna have they're gonna have a plan that when they get together, because they need some time, they got to go watch some video. Y'all got them over there waking up. It's hurt. painful as it is for a football player to get up the next day. Y'all got them rushing in there, looking at video, trying to come up with some answers. So when he comes to that podium, Dan, Dan, come to that podium and say, listen, give me till Wednesday. Give me till Wednesday. I'm telling you, because let me tell you, wait three days on every. It take three days, y'all. It take three days to figure out what's going on in our lives. What just it takes three days to analyze what just happened. I had some stuff went on this weekend. I'm like, I can't even deal with that today. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What just happened? Right? Because first of all, your brain in every instance of something happening to you, in that instance the brain protects you from knowing what's happening to you. Somebody when somebody hits you, have you ever have you who who's been hit? If you've been hit, raise your hand. After you've been hit, what's the first thing you say? They, they, just, they, they just hit me. <laughs> right? I promise you. Your brain in that instant protects you. So imagine Matt Ryan got sad. He probably wait, like, wait. How the hell am why am I horizontal? I guarantee I'm gonna ask Matt. Y'all, let's ask Matt. Matt call me. Uh 530-324-Buzz. 530-324-Buzz. Somebody give Matt my number. Every time a quarterback gets sacked, they, they snap out of like, wait, how, why am I on the ground? Because in your mind, you're trying to release, you're trying to get rid of that ball. And next thing you know, you're on the ground. And like your mind, in, in, in the instance of something happening to you, your brain doesn't lo- allow you to perceive what happens to you because it's go- it will repeat that. So it protects you. 
So you asking them to tell me what happened. You ask, they asking themselves. They trying to figure out, like, wait, did we just lose that game? Did y'all not see them walking to the, walking to the locker room at halftime? Y'all, my poor Falcons. Y'all poor Falcons. Because I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm like, oh, my God, y'all. They were so deflated. We got to, we got to, um, what's the opposite of deflated? Because apparently that's all we know right now. Um, pump them back up. We got to pump them back up. Let them take their time. Let them figure out what's going on. And in the meantime, um, you're only distracted by you're only di- distracted by the Falcons because you might you don't want to deal with what's really going on. You don't want to deal with what's really going on in your life. You know, that's why I know that's why I had all that time to troll. I was like, hell, I was supposed to be somewhere else. I had no business on my couch at between one and five. What time that game went off? I'm like, I know I was supposed to be somewhere else. Absolutely somewhere else. But I was like, no, I need a day. I need a half. No, not even a day. I need a half day. That's why I'm going to bed right now. Because I sat there watching that game. I'm like, dang, that meant I had to spend all night doing the other stuff I was accountable to. Here I am now, just now getting in the bed, running on films with five minutes to go in this podcast. Five minutes to go in this podcast. Trying to give you a full 60, 60 minutes. I think that's about all I've said, but social media is that drug. And we all out here trying to get a sensation and we are experiencing, um, and it's, it's a good, there's some good sensations that you can get out here on this thing. Let me tell you, I've been on this thing since the eighties. I literally, I think I, my first time going quote unquote live was in the eighties, which you consider a tweet today. I sent my first tweet in night. I can't, I can't remember if it was, I want to say 1981. It might have been 80, but I think it was 81. It might have been 80. It might have been 80. I was in Miss Lester's math class, and I had finished all my work, and nobody else could figure out the math. And she was like, listen, I'm going to put you over here on this thing they call, they think they call it the Internet. It's got this typewriter and this modem, and you're supposed to put the phone inside the modem and dial up. I sat there and played Monopoly with somebody on the other side of the world. I don't know where they were, hell they were. I said, hello, how are you? He's like, would you like to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. We played Monopoly, and we sit there and chit-chat. I'm in math class. I'm in Atlanta. And they print it out. Every time you type something, print it out on the green and white paper. And then they was like, okay, you good at that. Maybe we should send you down the hall. They got some computers in. They they learning how to program. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go do that. And I learn how to program and all that kind of stuff. You know, and then I had a teacher. He was like, man, you, you talk too much in this class. Maybe you should become a writer. You know, maybe. He, and so I ended up, he said, listen, here's what I want you to do. I don't have a class at this period or in that period. I want you to come back and start a newspaper. You know, we need a school newspaper. Why don't you, like, like start writing Start publishing. You got you talk too much. That's what they used to tell me all the time. They're like, we're gonna put you in this class. I'm like, man, I, I put me in this this lady. Her name was Miss Warrior, and she was the teacher that inspired all the writers. And so I got put in her class. And I next thing you know, I was winning all these writing contests and all that kind of stuff. And I used to have to read these plays and these sonnets and Antigone and all that Shakespeare stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like. I ain't like I man, I'm telling you. People will people will people will find in you what you're trying to hide from yourself. People will see in you what you're trying to hide from yourself. See yourself, people. See others. That's what this thing, that's what social media is about. Go out there and recognize. Recognize yourself. And all that you need, recognize somebody else, you know, and and get your troll on, have fun, but keep it fun. Make sure you're not out here doing things that people can't come back from. Don't be out here influencing people to make permanent decisions to some temporary problems, right? Live to live to do it another day, you know. That's it, and that's all the time I got. It's countdown. The last sixty seconds for which I got to tell y'all. I get to do this because it is fun. It is exciting. It was what I was born to do. And that is to help you get out of bed. That is to change up some of these narratives, to come out here and undo some of this media apartheid and help people find out that they are important. We are in a world where 
we're living in public. And I don't know if somebody's going to come and shut this all this stuff down one day and then we're going to have just to see us go through some withdrawal. They can do that. They can do that. They can come and shut it down and then watch us go through Because they be experimenting with us when you can't get online and all that kind of stuff. But social media is that drug. Social media is that drug. And I'm, I'm just out here trying to get you high on life. Now I want you to just take a couple of breaths, deep breaths. Let's get us a contact and then I need you to do me one favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.